0: Well, good morning, everybody, and Merry Christmas. So thankful you've joined me for today's devotion in 1 Peter chapter 4. And I hope you are already praying about who you can invite, and you are already inviting people to join with you in worship this Sunday morning as we celebrate Christmas. Two Christmas Eve services, candlelight services, Sunday morning, 9 a.m., 11 a.m. Who have you invited Who are you going to invite? And pray for God to create an opportunity for you to talk to them and to others and for God to open your eyes just as you bump into people between now and Sunday for you to have opportunities and the courage to speak and invite them to come with you to Christmas Eve services either at 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. They will be identical services this Sunday. All right, now in this chapter... Um, I do want to share a devotional thought with you, but first do a little teaching about one of the verses that I think is hard to understand. You read it and you think, what does that really mean? And so sometimes we just kind of read over it. And uh, that is verse 6. So let's look at verse 6 for a moment. He said, for the gospel has for this purpose been preached even to those who are dead. The gospel has been preached to those who are dead that though they are judged in the flesh as men, they may live in the spirit according to will to the will of God. Now, what does that mean? Is that teaching that the gospel somehow is preached to people who are already dead, preached to them while they are dead? The answer, no, no. And again, I say no. That is not what this verse is teaching. Remember, principles of sound interpretation of Scripture. One is context. You don't simply read a verse by itself. You have to look at what comes before and comes after if you're going to fully understand it. The context is critical to accurately understanding things in God's Word. Another principle of interpretation is what is clear trumps what is unclear. What is clear informs how you interpret something that is not clear. Um, Something that is easy to understand in the Bible always trumps or determines how you interpret and understand something that that is hard to understand. So the clear and easy inform how we read the the obscure the unclear and the difficult not the other way around that and context so the context for verse 6 starts at verse 1 which is a continuation of everything he's been writing in this book so far and in verse one the idea is that all of us are going to be judged everyone. And that we choose to obey God's will as believers, not fleshly desires. When we do that, the culture, the lost, many of the lost in the culture will not understand us because we choose not to follow the passions of the flesh, the lust of this life, but we choose to do the will of God, which means sometimes we say no to fleshly passions, knowing that God's going to judge everybody. Um, And so that's the context in the verses 1 and following. You get down to verse 5, those in this world, the culture, those who follow the flesh and the lust and the passions of this world, they will also be judged by God. And in verse 5, that God judges us while we are alive and after we die. See, God is judging us right now. But God's going to judge us after we die as well. You know, the great th- white throne judgment, the judgment seat of Christ and, and so on. And so in verse 6, the idea is, the, is that the gospel has, no, notice in verse 6, the tense, the gospel has for this purpose been preached, this purpose, this judgment that's coming both in life and after death. And for that reason, okay, everybody's going to give an account to God. For that reason, the gospel has past tense been preached. To those who are dead. In other words, those who are dead when they were alive heard the gospel. Now, think on that. Those who are dead while they were alive heard the gospel. The gospel has in the past been preached to those who are dead. Those who, you know, my father is dead. But my father heard the gospel while he was alive. So it was preached to him. He's dead. But in the past, it was preached to him. That's the idea of the first part. The gospel has been preached to those who are dead. So those who are dead, um, sometimes, well, they can't be held responsible. No, Yes, they can. Why? Because when they were alive, they heard the gospel. So it was preached, even to those who are dead right now. They had their opportunity. So that, he goes on to say, that, uh, he's talking about these deceased believers. Okay. In, in verse six, these believers who've already died, they heard the gospel. Okay. They heard the gospel while they were alive. They're dead now. They heard the gospel. Um, and, 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 and in the flesh, when they were alive, they were judged as men. God judged them then because he judges everybody when we're alive and when we're dead. But now that they're dead, they're living for Jesus in the spirit. They're living for God in the spirit awaiting the resurrection. They're While they were in the flesh, they heard the gospel, and now they're dead, and they're living in the spirit for the Lord. That's the reason Jesus Jesus came, and um, it makes a little more sense when you really focus on the first four verses again. So let's go back and look at those. And here's where my devotional thought comes in. He said, "Therefore, since Christ has suffered in the flesh, also arm yourselves." with the same purpose, because he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, okay? Jesus defeated sin, never sinned, so as to live the rest of the time in the flesh no longer in the lust of men, but for the will of God. You and I, who, because of our relationship with Christ, our attitude, our attitude, he says, is, is that we are to arm ourselves with this purpose. This is how we, just, we are to see the purpose of our life Rather than fulfilling the lust of the flesh, in verse 2, we see our purpose as living out the will of God. Verse 3, for the time already passed, the time that we have before salvation, is sufficient for you to have carried out the desires of the Gentiles, the desires of the flesh. Having pursued a course of sensuality, lust, drunkenness, carousing, drinking parties, and abominable idolatry. All the things that our culture says you have to do to have fun, you have to do if you're free. God says, before you met Jesus, that was all the time you needed to follow and live like that. Don't take your cue for how to live from the culture. You take it from the will of God and the Word of God. Verse four. In all of this, they are surprised. That you do not run with them into the same excess of dissipation, and they malign you. They make fun of you. They criticize you because you don't want to go to their drinking parties. You don't want to sh- show cleavage and wear dresses up to you know what You don't want, as a man, to, to 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 walk around using profanity and 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 being drunk. You, you just. You want to live a godly life obeying the will of God. You don't take your cues for how to live from the culture. And there will be people who will make fun of you. But notice what he says in verse 5. They, those those who live by the flesh and those who make fun of you for living by the will of God, verse 5, they will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead? They're going to be judged by God. He said, and by the way, you're you're living. You're being called to live out the will of God while you're still in the flesh. In verse six, your fellow believers who've already died—they heard the gospel while they were alive. They've already died. They're living for God in the spirit. Until you're in the spirit, you're dead, and you can live for God in the next next life. You go ahead and live for Him in this life too. That's the point. That's the point. You You don't worry about what the culture does. You worry about the will of God because the culture is going to answer to God. And the people who make fun of you, they are not going to be laughing when they stand before the great white throne of Almighty God on the judgment day. You will be celebrating the grace of God that will be poured out onto you when you receive your inheritance as he talked about in chapter one. So live for him in the flesh and then after you die, you'll live for him in the spirit as well. God bless you. Merry Christmas. And I'll see you tomorrow as we look at